check with your school district or go to my website sped.solutions and sign up for a free 30-minute consultation. I can help you review your IEP and let you know how to go about requesting extended school year if you feel this will help your child in meeting their IEP goals. And speaking of goals, it's important as a parent to set goals yourself for your child while they're at home. This is really important during summer vacation. What are some daily goals? What would you like to see your child accomplish on a daily basis or on a weekly basis? Cleaning your room could be a daily or a weekly chore depending on the needs of the household. What works best for the family? Maybe you have some goals of what you'd like to have accomplished by the end of their summer vacation. Maybe you want to have them complete a swimming course or learn a new skill or develop a new hobby. Maybe you'd like the children to help with the family project like painting the house, landscaping, managing a garden. Think about the goals, what you want to do with this time called summer vacation. And then think about the structure that will be needed to do this. What is required to help you meet those goals? For example, maybe you've set a goal that you want your child to advance in math, to master some specific skills like the multiplication table. What would motivate your child to do that? What are some rewards or some activities that are meaningful enough to your child that they would sit down and put in some time working on math to reach that? Or what are some more entertaining and, and fun ways that they could work on their math? Are there some manipulatives you could use? Many mothers report that they are able to teach their children fractions in baking, in talking about the recipe calls for two-thirds of a cup of sugar, but we're doubling it, so how much sugar do we need? Using the measuring cups as tactile tools, learning tools, letting the child have some hands-on experience. Science is accomplished very easily this way. Let them go out and observe in nature. What can they learn about how plants grow? if you have a garden. Some suggestions for a daily routine could be a maybe a set time frame for breakfast. Maybe that could run for about eight to nine, about an hour's time that they can get up and get dressed and eat their breakfast. And then some time when they're working on a specific goal or task, helping clean the house, working on improving their reading skills, learning a new skill, developing a talent, and then some downtime, some time that they can relax, some time that they have some preferred activities that can be engaged in. For some children, it's effective to put all of the work tasks in one block and then have another block for their preferred tasks. And for other children, you may want to break it up into 5, 10, 15 minute segments. They need that variety, that routine. Summer is an excellent time 
to observe your child. Find out more about what motivates them, what stresses them out, what shuts them down. Determine how you can respond to those to help them develop their strengths and improve in academic skills, social skills, physical skills. Maybe you have a goal that your child's going to learn to ride a bicycle that summer. It helps if that's also your child's goal. But outline a plan for how you're going to meet this, how you're going to make it all happen. Start out with your goals, then come up with what would it take to meet this? How much supervision do your children need? If you're employed full time, is there a teenager in the neighborhood who can provide all the supervision your children need? Or an extended family member? Are grandparents nearby? Would they be willing to take over the supervision of your children while you're at work? This is something my husband and I are doing this summer for one of our children. He and his wife both work full time. Their children are old enough. They don't need the daily care. They just need the supervision. And adult supervision is very important, especially in the summer. Do you have someone like that who could help with that supervision when you have to be at work? And it's best and most effective what we've done with our son is to meet with the parents and discuss what's the routine? What are the chores you want your children to do on their own? What sort of activities do you want them to work on? And plan together how to make it a structured yet fun time. We've made some suggestions on some activities we thought we'd like to take them on and talked about the requirements that need to be met so that they can earn those activities. And we've also had time talking to our grandchildren on what they want to do. We've explained the expectations when they're, especially when they're at our house, what they need to do to help with the cleaning up and the routine. And then we've talked about some preferred activities and let them pick which ones, which one do you want to do today? Which one is, which one do you want to do first? And are there other activities we haven't listed that you would enjoy doing? When you discuss these plans in detail with your children and listen to their input, you get their buy-in and they're much more likely to cooperate. Your summer is, will go much smoother if you can get buy-in from your children, if they can understand the purpose and agree with it and go along with it. In some cases, children with oppositional defiant disorder, it's not going to be that smooth. They may oppose you simply because they know that's what you want them to do, even if it was something that they may have chosen on their own. In those cases, the best approach may be to simply explain this is how it is. Acknowledge that you can't control your child. You can only control yourself, what you do. An example of this would be having your lawn treated. In most cases, you would just tell your children, I've had the lawn treated, don't play on it today. If you have a child with oppositional defiant disorder, it may be more effective to say, I've had the lawn treated. 
If anyone plays on it, it will have to be redone. It costs extra money to have it redone. If that happens, I will take that amount out of your allowance. You are free to choose to do what you want. This places the decision with the child. You are simply explaining the situation and what you will do. You're acknowledging you can't control them. You can only control what you do. The same approach can be taken in supervision during summer vacation. This is the situation. This is what I expect. And this is what I will do in this case. Or, for example, when I come home from work, if the house is clean, I can immediately begin preparing dinner. If the house isn't clean, we will need to take time to clean it then before I can begin to fix dinner. Set the standards and show them that you follow those yourself, that you take time to do your chores, and they'll follow that example. They'll see that this is the standard of the home. Also show them, very importantly, that you make a point to spend time with them This teaches them that it's important to you. You value that. You value the time you get to spend with them. And then they will know you also value them. And that you are able to accept them as they are. We're not setting the standards to say, I will only love you if you behave this way. You want to show them you always love them. Your love is unconditional. The decisions you make, the activities you allow or don't allow can be based on their behavior. And you do it because you love them. You know that in the long term, they will grow to be successful and happy adults if they learn self-management. What have you found to be effective? What works in your home? What are your favorite activities for summer vacation? I'd love to have a discussion Go to my website, sped.solutions, and leave your comments or respond to this podcast. What is the best way to spend summer vacation? However you choose to spend it, I hope it is productive for you as well as your children. This is Emily Penrod, hoping you have a great day. There are many ways to raise children. In an earlier blog, I wrote about various parenting styles. In addition to various styles, children can be raised by one parent, two parents, or a group of extended family members. Today I want to talk about the importance of communication when more than one adult is parenting. Imagine an elephant in your living room. You are standing in front of him, looking at his trunk and ears. Your parenting partner is standing at the back, looking at his tail. If more people are involved in helping you, they are standing on the sides. 
The elephant represents the components of raising your children, providing for physical, emotional, and financial needs, training in self-care, family structure, preparing your children for adult life, teaching them to believe in themselves, setting appropriate boundaries, discipline, supporting them in academics and learning, all of the aspects that make up parenting a child. From your perspective, you can see clearly what the challenge is and what needs to be done. You call out to the others, directing them on what needs to 